This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com A couple days ago, a couple came, they sat down. They're not, they're not really doing so great. So the guy says to me, he says, I want to just tell you my story quickly. He says, I want you to know that over the last year or so, as our marriage was floundering, I decided I'm going to put in the work that's needed to make my marriage grow. So I said, well, that's, you know, that's very commendable. Could you enlighten me? Tell me, like, what, what did you do? What was your secret? What did you do? And the guy says, you know, I came up with this little plan. It really didn't work so well, but I figured I'd give it a shot and let's see what happens. So I said, okay, you know, enlighten me. Tell me what was the story. So he says, I went to a makubo and I sat down with the makubo and I told him everything wrong with my life. And the makubo looked me in the eye. And he said, this, this is a problem. And he told me that I should take a plate and I should write down my wife's name on a glass plate. And I should keep it in the house in a place where I could look at it. And when I'm davening, I should look at the plate and the, the name on the plate with the davening, certain kapitlach of the hillim, there's gonna, there's gonna have like a profound change in my wife's behavior towards me and I could expect my marriage to turn around in no time. And the guy says, and I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm davening and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and it's, it's not, it's not working. It's almost like something's wrong. And, and I don't know what I'm not doing right or what I am doing right, but I'm keeping to his formula and it's, it's just not happening. Now, we all know that that's a joke. We all know that the important things in marriage, the important things in life, the important things that we have set out to do, they take a lot of work. Not not that type of work. They take real work. They take work where you sit down and you actually put in the work. Not that somehow things happen for you, but that you go out of your way to really push yourself to your limits and sometimes maybe even beyond your limits. And that's when you're going to see the greatest successes in life. Now, sometimes though, we really want something, or it seems like we really want something, and we're not able to get there. We say to ourselves, I want to have a great marriage. It's not happening. I want to lose 10 pounds. It's not happening. It's like we, we really want it. We really want what the end result is. But to get there, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem to happen. It's almost like you see people that are like, they're like eating a Danish. They're like, I really want to lose the 10 pounds. Like, I really want it to happen. But somehow they, they, their mouth and their hand are, are talking a different language. They're just pushing in another Danish. Or, or you see them by a smorgasbord and there's like a plate this big and it's all theirs and they're just eating and they're like, I, I really wish I could lose weight. I really just wish I could do it. And it's, it's just not happening. And, and in marriage we have this and with our children we have this and in, in our businesses we have this. In almost every area of life, we sort of hit like a wall where we say, I really want A, yet my body seems to always be doing B. Like, I really wish I could run a marathon. But like, when I walk up the steps, I'm out of breath. I, I really wish it could happen. It's just, just something doesn't seem to translate from, from here to here. It's like, you know, you bike, sometimes we bike, you bike around the corner, you're, 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 you're schwitzing, like your calves are, are burning. And you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go do bike for high next year. I'll do 120 miles or 180 miles or whatever, whatever it is. 
We we want it, but we we know it's not going to really happen. And the question is, what is it that holds us back? What is it that we we're here? We want to get here, and and almost like two or three or sometimes twenty steps in, the wheels just come off, and we're just not able to get there. What is the secret sauce? So, Rav Eli Lapian, in his amazing sefer Levelio, he says as follows: Parsha says Chanan. He says we we take a classic story now. For the record, one of, the, I think, the most beautiful things about the Torah is when you take a story which you thought you knew. You thought you knew this one. And then you hear it again in a different light. And it just makes your jaw hit the table and you say, Oh my gosh, if I only would have learned this when I was younger, then I really would have understood the story. So let's see if we could do that over here with a classic. With like the classic, the classic story. So what's a classic story? A classic story is, is Klai Yishol standing by Harsinai. And they say Nasa Venishma. And right away after they say Nasa Venishma, Hashem carries the mountain on top of their head. Kafa Aleim Harkigigis. And Hashem says, if you'll accept the Torah, then great. But if you're not Ganu, then I'm going to drop the mountain on your head. So everyone asks the question, wait a second, they said Nasa Venishma. Why are you threatening them with this mountain? And there's a thousand and one answers to that question. And the, the most poetic one is that it was really like a, like a chuppah and Hashem was marrying them underneath the mountain. And there's a hundred reasons to this. But the question is a pretty good question. Nasa v'nishma. And then Hashem holds the mountain on top of their head as if, as if they, they, they said, no, we're not interested. And Hashem says, no, no, I'm going to force you. No, they accept it. And then Hashem goes, goes ahead and, and holds the mountain on top of their head. So that's like question A. Question B, or really point B, is that, the famous Gemara. The Gemara in Shabbos says that at the time that Klai Yisrael said, Nasa v'nishma, Yatzas Abaskal. Abaskal came out and it said, Mi gila lebanai raze. Who told my sons, my children, my babies, who told them this secret? Shemalache hashareis mishtam shinbay. Who told them the secret that the Malachim use? So what does that mean? It means that the concept of Nasa v'nishma is really a concept from on high. The Malachim speak in, this, in the term of Nasa v'nishma. When Hashem says to a Malach, go do something, the, the Malach says Nasa v'nishma. And a person, classically, would say Nishma v'nasa. And over here, they didn't say Nishma v'nasa, they said Nasa v'nishma. Wow, who told them this wonderful secret? So when we're children, we hear that and we say, wow, that's such a beautiful thing. But let's see if we could really take it to a completely a completely new level. So Rav Elia explains as follows. He says, what does it mean that a malach speaks with the words nasa v'nishma? A malach speaks with the words nasa v'nishma because a malach has no chance of not fulfilling his goals. When Hashem turns to a malach and he says to him, I want you to go from point A to point B, the malach goes from point A to point B. There's nothing that is hampering him from getting his goals done. Why not? Well, simple, says Ravaya, because most things that hamper our growth are physically related. They're related to our physical being. You might be tired, you might be overwhelmed, you might have a bunch of things going on, you might have forgotten about it. But a malach doesn't have any of that physical handicap. So what does a malach do? He's told, this is what you're supposed to do in life. And bam, 
executes. Because for a malach, there's no choices other than to do exactly as Hashem commanded. You have a goal, you have a mission, you know exactly how you're going to get there, and then you go and do it. And there's nothing else in the world that's going to hold you back from getting there. Klal Yisrael just experienced 49 days of living in the Midbar. And we know, very classically, that in the Midbar, they started disconnecting from their bodies. In the beginning, they were eating matzah. They weren't stuffing themselves with with gourmet lunches and dinners. They started eating matzah, lechem oini. They started withering away. All of a sudden, wow, they're eating man. They don't need to change their clothes. They don't have to go to the bathroom. They don't need to sleep so much. All of a sudden, their parnasa, a lot of things that they normally had to do in terms of their body, started stripping away. You don't have your physical limitations anymore. Wow, you don't have your physical limitations. You're standing by our Sinai. Hashem turns to them and says to them, Do you want the Torah? And what do they say to him? Nasa the Nishma. Why not? We could do this no matter what. There's no chance in the world that we will be able to keep the Torah in its entirety. Sure we could do it. Why not? So Hashem turns to them and He says to them, Klal Yisrael, Mi Gila, Mi Gila Razel who taught that to you? That's such a beautiful concept. You're speaking like Malachim. And in fact, at Har Sinai, they were like Malachim in the sense that they didn't have this physical limitation. If they had a goal, they knew they'd be able to to figure out that goal to finish, to, to complete it. You want to do something, you'll do it. You want to be Mekayim the whole Torah, you'll be able to be Mekayim the Torah. So what was the problem? The problem is, is that Hashem turns to Kaiso and He says to them, you know, this is so beautiful. At this moment in time right now, you know that you could execute. But what are you going to do when your life is on the line? What are you going to do a hundred years from now when you're living in Eretz Yisrael and you're challenged by Parnassah? When you're tired and it's hard for you, what are you going to do then? How are you going to stand up to the challenges of the Torah? How are you going to be Mekayim all the mitzvahs like you're supposed to? And Hashem holds up the mountain and He says, And He says to them, What are you going to do when your life is on the line? What are you going to transmit to your children when their lives are on their line? And Kla Yisrael says resoundingly, Nase Vinishma. We will do it no matter what. How? By remembering that if I want something so bad and I drive myself, I could push myself beyond any physical limitations. I might be tired, I might be sick, but if I want to do it, I am going to do it and nothing in this world is going to stop me. Sometimes you hear stories in the news of a car that flips over and it's trapping somebody underneath. Or it might be a child. And you'll hear a crazy story of a woman who runs over this little 80-pound woman, grabs a car and flips it over or pushes it off her child so that they could pull out the kid. How is that possible? How is that possible? If you turn to the biggest bodybuilder and sit and pick up a car, he'd be like, what are you, crazy? I'm picking up a car? And this little lady, she goes and she picks up a car. Because when you have a drive that there's nothing that's going to stop me, then nothing is going to stop you. You'll be able to do it. When you have an altruistic purpose to what you're doing, then nothing is going to stop you. You're going to do it. 
When your baby's crying at 2 in the morning, you're tired. You have a full day ahead of you. You need to get up in four hours from now. But you need to get up. And you're going to get up. Because when you need it, you're going to do it. When you need it so bad, when you want it so bad, then nothing in this world is going to hold you back. Rimnasnasvi Finkel had such an advanced stage of Parkinson's that there were people who had much lower stages than him that were unable to do things on a physical level. And to know that Rimnasnasvi Finkel used to daven in the mirror in the morning. In the mirror, Yushalayim, he would go to chakras in the yeshiva. And one morning, the story goes, someone saw that he, he wasn't able to go. His gabe saw he wasn't able to get up and go. He wasn't, he just, he couldn't put, he couldn't pull it together. So Rimnasnasvi started crying. And the guy said to him, why are you crying? You, you can't do it today. You're put there. It's just, it's not happening. And Rimnasnasvi said, you don't understand something. Every day I can't go. Every day I can't go. I, I can't. But I want it so bad that I could go. I want it so bad that I could go and do things that are impossible. And today I can't. And that means that I don't want it bad enough. And that's why I'm crying. If you want something bad, you can get it. If you want something and you say, I have a goal and I know how I'm going to accomplish this goal, then nothing in this world can hold you back. If you're driven beyond anything that no matter what I am going to accomplish this goal, then nothing can hold you back. That's the secret sauce. This couple that came, and the man is saying how he wrote her name on a plate, that is so romantic, and that is so nice. But that's not working on your marriage. That's not a goal, a clear goal, of what your marriage is supposed to look like. At MarriagePro.co, we set out clear goals. Some of them are very difficult to attain. But if you really want it bad, and you sit through a curriculum, which will tell you, Step A, step B, step C. What do you need? What does she need? How do you do it? And you're hurt, and you're thirsty and you're hungry, then you're going to accomplish those goals. But when you're sitting back and you say, listen, things are okay. I'm all right. I really need to lose 10 pounds. Then you know what happens? You're eating donuts. You're eating danishes. You're eating french fries because you don't want it. You don't want it as bad as you... There's nothing in this world that's going to hold you back. When you realize there is nothing that is going to stop me, then you are able to do it. I'm not a smoker, so it's very hard for me to relate to this. But I have friends who are smokers. There are guys who when their doctor tells them, listen, if you take another cigarette, you're going to have major problems. They say, you know what? Then this... They take out the pack, they drop it in the garbage. They say, if I can't have this, I don't want this. And they're done. And they never touch a cigarette again because they get that realization, I could do this. And then there's people who their whole life, they're quitting. I'm always quitting until the next cigarette. I could quit, I want to quit, it could quit, I'm not sure going to quit. Maybe next week I'll quit, I'll first finish this one, then I'll quit. You're not hungry. You're not starving. When you're starving, that this is what I need, then there is nothing in this world that is going to hold you back. Set those goals. Set our marriage goals a little bit beyond what we have right now. 
Don't be stagnant. Don't be happy. Don't be complacent. Recognize that you could set yourself a goal and you can do it. You can get up an hour earlier. You could come home by lunch and spend time with your wife. You could come home when you're bombed out of your mind and turn to your spouse and say to her, Honey, what can I do for you? It's my pleasure to do things for you. You're the greatest person in the world. The greatest person in my life. Let me do things for you. Even though I'm tired, I could push myself. If my baby's crying at two in the morning, I will push myself. If I'm exhausted, I need to get up because my boss is paying me a thousand dollars to go to chakras at 6.15 a.m. You will get up for 6.15 chakras. But when chakras is chakras and there's a seven o'clock and an eight o'clock and a 10 o'clock minion, then you'll be at the 10 o'clock minion. When you're hungry, when you're thirsty, when you need it so bad, then nothing can hold you back. And when you set a goal and you know exactly how you're getting there, and you realize there's no option but failure, then Nasev and Nishma, you're speaking the language of the Malachim. Me, Gilo, Razel, Abanai, who told you the secret? Klaishol figured this out so long ago. But this catapults throughout the generations. And it really carries us in our everyday missions. How bad do I want this? And if the answer is, up to here, I'm not stopping at anything, then you're going to be successful beyond your wildest and craziest dreams. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.